This is the news from the Lord. Hello, America. This is Jeffrey Lord with another edition of the Did He Really Just Say That? The Word of the Lord with Jeffrey Lord. You know, you can't make it up. Here's the headline from a New Year's Eve New York Post story. Quote, three former Trump White House officials warned against his 2024 bid. Quote, end of American democracy, unquote. I'll have more on this drama from these ex-Trumpers in a moment. But first, by now you've all heard me talk about my pillow, and now our friend Mike Lindell has done it again by introducing his new my slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop the slippers. They're designed to be worn indoors and outdoors all day long, and I wear them just that way. They're made with my pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, and they're made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable that you will want to get some for the whole family. So, go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listener's square and use promo code Jeff. You will also get deep discounts on all My Pillow products, including those fabulous Giza Dream bed sheets, the My Pillow mattress topper, and My Pillow towel sets. Or call 800-606-1043 and use promo code Jeff. Now, again, the Post headline was three former Trump White House officials warned against his 2024 bid, saying it would be the end of American democracy, unquote. The story reports, and I'll quote it here, three women who worked in former President Donald Trump's administration bleakly warned voters against returning him to the White House in 2024. They cautioned that he poses a grave threat to American democracy, and some even mused about backing the Democrat option should Trump lock down the GOP nod. Everyone who was in the West Wing, and frankly, a lot of cabinet secretaries, they know how dangerous Trump is, former White House Communications Director Alyssa Farah Griffin told ABC's This Week. This is not about politics. Oh, of course not. It's not about policy. It's about the character of the man. Griffin was joined in the interview by former White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson and former White House Deputy Press Secretary Sarah Matthews. We don't need to speculate what a second Trump term would look like because we already saw it play out, Matthews said, before rehashing the former president's 2020 election denialism, unquote. So you got all that? So where to begin with this nonsense? So-called election denialism, which was a standard for Hillary Clinton and her fellow Democrats after the 2016 election, not to mention uh, some Democrats in the House in, uh, after George Bush's, George W. Bush's re-election. This is attributed this time to former pre- the former president. Donald Trump, of course, has repeatedly questioned the integrity of the 2020 election. But a reality check here. He isn't alone. Molly Hemingway, the senior editor at The Federalist, has literally written an entire thoroughly detailed book on the funny business surrounding the election. The title, Rigged, How the Media, Big Tech, and the Democrats Seized Our Elections. Perhaps these three ex-Trumpers should take the time to do their homework before they spend time attacking their former boss for, quote, election denialism, unquote. As Molly Hemingway's book says, Never was there such heavy-handed meddling in an election by the most powerful institutions in the country. 
The press brazenly concealed unfavorable news about Joe Biden and his family while continuing its long disinformation campaign against President Trump. Big tech censored, she says, dissenters from the established narrative, while the Democratic Party manipulated a public health crisis to change the voting process in ways that left it laughably insecure, unquote. Indeed, as her book's cover accurately notes, quote, Molly Hemingway reveals there are abundant reasons to suspect that the election was rigged at every step, unquote. And as I have written before several times in The American Spectator, in the 2016, 2015, 2014, 2012, and 2008 elections, not to mention back there in the dinosaur age of 1994, there were repeated examples of voter fraud in my home state of Pennsylvania, all of them seriously documented, which is to say, Former President Trump has every reason to question the integrity of the 2020 election. Yet these three Trump critics presumably neither know nor care about documented and repeated voter fraud in Pennsylvania. Clearly, they haven't read Molly Hemingway's book. Laughably, former White House Deputy Press Secretary Matthews says, quote, I've never voted for a Democrat in my life, but I think in this next election, I would put policy aside and choose democracy, unquote. Now, she blissfully ignores that it is the Biden administration, not Donald Trump's, that has busily corrupted the Department of Justice in a decidedly anti-democracy fashion to prosecute Joe Biden's leading political opponent. She and her friends simply ignore this headline that came from the New York Post, I believe. Quote, resurfaced New York Times report says Joe Biden pressured Attorney General Merrick Garland to prosecute Donald Trump, unquote. In other words, President Biden is running the U.S. system of justice like a third world dictator, effectively making the U.S. into a third world banana republic. It is Biden, not Trump, who is direct, directly responsible for this actual decidedly real assault on democracy. And lo and behold, there's not a peep of criticism from these three Trump critics, who profess to be so concerned about democracy that they would apparently support more of Biden's attack on democracy. Yet another amusing naivete is Hutchinson's alarm at Trump's recent remark to Fox's Sean Hannity, in which he mused about being a dictator for a day in order to close the massively overrun border and, quote, drill, drill, drill to put the U.S. back into energy independence. Because the media has been focused on this and attacking you yeah. under no circumstances. You are promising America tonight. You would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Except for day one. Yeah. Except Look, what? He's going crazy. Except for day one. Meaning? I want to close the border and I want to drill. That's drill, not a, that's, drill. That's not, no, no. That's not retribution. I got I'm going to be. I'm going to be. You know, he keeps. I love this guy. He says, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, no, 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 other than day one. We're closing the border and we're drilling, drilling, drilling. After that, I'm not a dictator. Said she, quote, the fact that he feels that he needs to lean into being a dictator alone shows that he is a weak and feeble man. Uh, Hello. In the American presidency, to effectively be a dictator is to unilaterally issue what is known in the trade as an executive order. And here is Newsweek, back at the beginning of the Biden era, headlining this, quote, Joe Biden signed more executive orders than Trump, Obama, and Obama combined in their first 12 days. 
That story reports, quote, Joe Biden has signed more executive orders in the first 12 days of his presidency than the combined number issued by his predecessors, Donald Trump and Barack Obama, for the same point in their tenures. Since his inauguration, Biden has signed 25 executive orders, taking a raft of action to shape his agenda and to reverse moves taken by Trump, which he disagreed with. Over the same period, Trump signed seven. Obama signed nine in the same time frame making 16 between the pair. This comes with Biden having also outstripped the pair in terms of executive actions taken in their first week in power, unquote. And by the way, speaking of former President Barack Obama, it was he, President Obama, who was headlined at Fox News back there in the day, and the headline ran, I've got a pen, quote unquote. Obama raises hackles with executive actions. In other words, Every time a president uses a unilaterally issued executive order, he is effectively acting as a dictator. But again, no recognition of this from the Trump critics, who, in spite of having worked in the White House, are either woefully ignorant of how presidents operate or are deliberately misrepresenting Trump's comment to make it seem anti-democracy. If the latter is the case, one awaits their repudiation of Biden and his obsession with governing by executive order, like yes, a dictator. Not to mention that they should speak up and admit that the executive orders that sprang from both Biden and Obama mean that the two are, according to them, and their standard for Donald Trump, weak and feeble men, just as they accuse Donald Trump of being. But mysteriously, silence from these three, which is to say their standards for their former boss are completely different than those for Presidents Biden and Obama. So, Let's cut to the chase. The hard-to-miss fact here is that the American political establishment, of which, based on their conduct, these three are members in good standing, cannot abide a genuine political outsider in the White House, especially Donald Trump. And not to be ignored either is that being an ex-Trump staffer who criticizes the ex-boss pays good money, replete with book and TV deals. In fact, the Post quoted a Trump campaign statement saying exactly that. The the Trump campaign statement read, quote, these ungrateful grifters use the opportunities given to them by President Trump to build their careers until they realize they can make more money as never Trumpers, a Trump campaign official said. None of their TV contracts or book deals, he said, would exist if they hadn't gone full Judas, unquote. All of which, precisely as these three one-time Trump aides suggest, does indeed raise questions about character, their character. Thanks for listening. Stop by my website, thejeffreylord.com. See you next time. And oh yes, the new year is finally here, bringing what is sure to be a tumultuous 2024 election. Stay close and sane and happy new year. (laughs) 